0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to Lounging with Leash. It's another beanie day and there's no makeup happening so that's fine. I, I made it home from Bend, Oregon and I'm back in my new office. I have retrofitted, gutted and sliced and diced the guest room that was once my cousin's room and now is back to my room and it's being built into a dance studio, which I'm so excited about. I'm going to put two giant mirrors along the one wall, and I have my weights, and I have my workout equipment, and by that I mean mats, and I'm going to get a ballet bar to go right here, and then I'm at my desk with um, all my work stuff, like my proper job stuff, so really excited about that. I'm also slightly angry this morning. Whatever. It's fine. I've been listening to A bunch of Heather McMahon's podcasts like I mentioned on my last video because she's just the the goat she's really the goat of podcast for me right now and just people in general so thank you again Heather for giving me life I will I will add on before we get to the topic for today I'll add on that I didn't mention this I don't think in the last video but or podcast that She has a hotline that people call in and give their absolutely not. I do think I mentioned that. But I will say that the number is up on the podcast description or online. You can find it wherever. And it's really fun, I'm not going to lie, to call in and bitch and give your absolutely nots. Because what better way to get out your frustrations? And she actually encourages it. And she's like, yeah, people are using this as therapy. So, you know. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do, you know? So I, um, I've called in twice already. <laughs> and you know what? I do feel better. So give that a whirl before you like use talk space or get a therapist or maybe do all of them. Write a letter to your cat. I don't know what you want to do, but just do what you got to do to feel better. So today's topic is actually probably something that like maybe I should have done a long time ago, but... We're getting around to it now, and that's fine because, yeah, I'm in a mood. So today is uh, Jersey Shore, and you probably know that by the description of the episode. And yes, I keep petting myself. And Roxy, oh my god, that's part of the reason I'm freaking out. And so beside myself is because Roxy here, we spent two hours at the vet ER, on Saturday because she won't calm down. She's freaking out. I think there's just been too much change, too much travel, roommates moving in and out and she's blind and old and probably deaf and it's just been a lot and so she's on a cocktail of medication and it's kind of helping. Not 100% but so I'm trying to give her as much love and affection at the same time but also not lose my fucking mind. So that's proving to be a task. But anyways um So Jersey Shore is really important. (laughs) Seems like a ridiculous thing to be talking about at the moment, but I have to say it has been getting me through some hard times this quarantine. And what I mean by that is just the wonderful energy that is snooky for the most part has been really awesome. And so if you ever need like a buddy to feel like you want to go like out and like just like blow off some steam, have some have a good time, like she is a perfect person to do that with, even if it's just in your own living room. You know what I mean? She will get the party going. She will make you giggle. She's loving her, like, crocodile stuffed animal. She's buying, you know, little old lady carts for her. She's pregnant, so she got, like, a rascal hover-round. And she's going around on the boardwalk on a rascal hover-round. She's buying giant, stupid crap. Um, and it just she's just what I needed in this quarantine. And the other things that it will do for you is just really like make you feel a little bit better about your own life. And I think they would agree with this when, you know, Sammy and Ronnie, which first season, I think they, they focused really on um, her, their relationship And I think everyone got so tired of it. It was like, after that, they barely existed on the show. There's like six seasons and Sammy's barely on it because I think people got so sick of hearing them argue and fight and they realize like everyone's going to stop watching if all you focus on is Sammy and Ron. And yes, I have researched and they are not together anymore, spoiler alert. But every single season it's like, we're together, we're not, we're together, we're not. It's like, kill me now. But entertainment, no less. The other interesting thing is Vinny, he's probably my favorite. It's really hard though because Polly is really great too. But Vinny is like the hometown Italian stallion but like mama's boy. He's the youngest guy. He's so cute. And it's so weird. It's like he's still bringing home girls and like doing his thing. But somehow he doesn't seem gross. I don't know. Like, I don't know how he manages to not seem disgusting after all of that and like still thoughtful and sweet. It's very odd. I don't know how he does it. Somehow he's like managing to freaking win over the hearts of America doing the same slutty things as all the other guys on that show, which, but maybe just cause he's like a good person and him, I was always rooting for him and Snooky to get together, as probably like the rest of America, and it just never happened, even up to the point where I'm on season six now, yes, I've been watching them all, and no, I haven't seen any of the new Family Reunion ones, I need to figure out how to watch those, but she's pregnant in season six with Gianni's baby, and Vinny's still kind of like, well, you know, if he doesn't step up to the plate, like, I'm here, and I'm like, That's the kind of content I need in my life is Gianni. uh, I'm sorry, Vinny, like still kind of playing the long game, even though he totally missed his chance, which I mean, he did it to himself. He didn't want to hook up with her because he didn't want to hurt her feelings and all this stuff. But I think over time he realized he did like her and then was like kicking himself because he didn't think she would probably settle down soon. And so now Vinny's just out there doing his thing. I think he's very single still. He has like two other, three other, 10 over, I don't even know how many other spinoff shows with Polly, which I haven't seen, which maybe I should figure out, but it's weird. It's like, I like to watch this like snapshot in time where it was like, I was in college and I was young and dumb and they were young and dumb with me. And now I'm old and dumb and they're still young and dumb. (laughs) It makes me feel like I'm still able to have excuses for kind of shit that I pull on a daily basis. But it's fine. Some of them were in their thirties when they filmed that. Whatever, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um yeah, and then I mean Polly, okay, so he's he's also great too, but okay, so I've been reading this book called Attached and it's about, um, you know, like attachment theory. And if you're not familiar, they there's been a number of researchers and psychologists and psychoanalysts and whoever they all are that have done studies about people's different types of story, uh, attachment theory based on their childhood experiences and then even later on experiences on how that um, they've come to relate to the world and the significant people in their world, either parents or siblings or teachers or what have you. And they categorize people into three main buckets. And I haven't finished the book, so I can't necessarily give you all the details. But the three categories are anxious, secure, and avoidant. And the idea is that each person fits into one of those categories, mostly. And there's a small percent, like 5% of the world, that fit into both anxious and avoidant. But for the most part, everyone's mainly one. And so... With this in mind, as I do, I like to analyze these shows that I watch that are reality based because then I can like put this veil of psychoanalyst over them to figure out like who they are and what they're feeling and who they are, like what traumas they've been through. And yes, I'm twisted. So for this show, now that I've read this book or almost read this book, I see people through this lens, and you're either secure, avoidant, or anxious, right? So I've come to realize that I think Polly and Vinny are avoidance. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just how they go about interacting in the world. However, the problem is when you're an avoidant, you very much so want love and affection and intimacy, but once you get close to that, it's scary, so you push it away. And the reasons for that are many, but in summary, it's that as a child, you're ability to have a secure attachment to the person who's supposed to care for you was always at stake. Either they were unavailable or they were there and then they left or maybe like emotionally unstable or potentially alcoholic or drug addict or something to where you realized as a child it would be better for you to actually go on your own because the people that you depend on Um, quite frankly, aren't there. And sometimes it actually ends up being more hurtful if you do depend on them because then you get let down. And so this group of people end up like going on their own path and really valuing independence and being on their own and not depending on others, even though, um, you know, in like instinctually as humans, we are born to like, be a family in the sense of like relying on the people that you're with, like a pack animal, if you will. So they have to override that instinct because they realize that was actually not healthy for them. And so as they go on through their life, this pattern continues. And, um, that's, they continually are like pushing people away, even though that's what they really like. So sorry for all the jibber jabber psychology stuff, but it's really interesting to me. And I think what's happened with them is that, you know, maybe growing up, they realize it wasn't um, safe to become emotionally attached to whoever, maybe it's not their parents, maybe it was a teacher or sibling. I don't know. I don't know their lives, but they realize like, that's not safe. So I'm going to push people away and be on my own because you can see like these really intimate moments between Vinny and Snooky, and you can tell he really cares about her. He knows he really cares about her. He said that, but then kind of like gets close and then he's like, "Never mind, I have to push you away because that was too scary because that's what his history has told him. And Polly's just, I think he has, is able to do it with Vinny as in sense of like being best friends. But if you watch, they still only really just do do jokes and make jokes, and like it's not necessarily um, a, a deep relationship, at least what they show on screen. So maybe they talk more seriously about stuff. But I think it's the same thing. Like they both kind of understand that this is this relationship is what it is, and but we're not going to take it too intimate or too deep. And it really was showcased in the episode where. Finny was having anxiety and missing home and all this stuff so he moved home and Polly was like really struggling with like he didn't want his best friend to leave and all this stuff but he was like he didn't really know what to say he was just kind of sitting there like well, like I don't want you to leave but like you could tell it was really difficult for him to like voice how much he really cared about him and like how much he wanted him to be there's like cracking jokes which is fine I love a well-timed joke but I just think that there is an element of that in both of them, and that's kind of why they thrive with each other. But and they're still both very single, although I think it would be very easy for them to find some great girls. But that's just me. But also, Vinny, holler at your girl. I mean, I know you're in California, it's kind of far, but like we could drive, meet halfway. I don't know. I could, I think I could help him break his avoidance. Type because that's what they say in the book is that eventually if some sort of trauma or you get to the point where you are um, kind of like tired of your own bullshit, so to say, speak, um, the avoidance can transfer over to secures. And maybe I'll do a whole podcast on this book because it's really interesting, but I want to finish it first because the other two categories... I like how it doesn't necessarily say that any category or any way of viewing the world is necessarily wrong. It's just to help you understand who you are and who your partner is, but then ways to deal with each other and like help support each other and like work through things based on who you are. And then if you are um, on the anxious side or the avoidant side, things you can do to like help become more secure. But It doesn't even really necessarily say that you need to do that. It just um, says it like, if you would like to move towards these things, whatever. Um, So I appreciate that. It's not like you must, and you're an idiot if you don't and all So at least not yet. So anyways, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think too. The other other thing that was just really kind of embarrassing, but um, I'm gonna admit, is their whole um, gym tan laundry thing, the GTL, is actually like oddly inspiring because I don't know if you guys have felt this way, but during quarantine, I like, I've gone through phases where I've been, I wouldn't say super productive, but like relatively productive and then gone through phases where I'm like, waking up is hard to do, which is part of the reason I started this podcast was like, I need something. And so watching them do like, oh, we got a GTL today. It's like, they make it an event. They kind of make it fun, like gym tan laundry. And that's like the way that like they, they get amped and ready for the day and ready to go out. And I'm like, shoot. Yes, I want a GTL. So like part of me is like, am I learning and being inspired by Jersey Shore? It makes no freaking sense. But also kind of a little bit where it's like, you know how you do feel better after you get your laundry all done and put away and you work out and you're like, like I'm thriving right now. So yeah, maybe give it a whirl. It's on Hulu. So give it a whirl. See if it inspires you. It will probably, so here's the thing, all the fights and stuff, I'm not really into that. I'm more into the makeouts and the hookups, which is, you know, that's just who I am, but there's also fights. So if you're the type of person that's like, Yes, I love seeing a bar fight. There's plenty of that there for you too. Um, I'm not super like, yeah, people getting hurt, whoop-de-doo. Like, I'm not really excited about that, but if you are having a down day and you feel stupid about something you did, like watching them get in a bar fight over something stupid does make you feel a little bit better. I'm not gonna lie. So I think those are all my hot tips. The other thing is just Sunday dinner. You know, they they have a tradition in the Jersey Shore house. Sunday, they GTL, they make a big fat meal and they close the week in a nice way. And like, I've been doing that for kind of like a year or two now, off and on. But I do feel like ending your Sunday, especially now that it's fall, it's kind of cold outside, making a nice big meal, kind of winding down, getting ready for the week having leftovers for the week. It's like, it's pretty nice. It's pretty jammy. I definitely suggest it. And that means that like you kind of organize your day around being home. So you're not like running around like an animal on Sunday night and feeling all scattered. So you wake up like ding on Monday morning, hopefully. So yeah, that's my life hack. Jersey Shore (laughs) and Heather McMahon, of course. Um, definitely listen to her podcast. Absolutely not. And don't tell you I didn't warn you for giggles. You might not want to listen at work. Do people go to work anymore? I don't know why I said that. Wherever you are listening, just make sure that you can laugh out loud because you will. And it's amazing. And yeah, I just, I want to be your best friend. So, but I'm sure everyone says that. But that's okay. I'm going to say it anyways. Put out into the world. Make it happen. i make it happen. I'm joining Pi Kappa Pasta. I'm going to go see your live shows whenever she can do it. I don't know. I'm a fan. Sorry, not sorry. Call the hotline you'll feel better. Alrighty, that's it. That's it for lounging with leash. We'll do this again sometime. Maybe I'll comb my hair. Alrighty, love you. Bye.